Welcome to another episode of the Thwipcast. Today's episode is going to be my top 10 Marvel stories in my comic collection. My last episode was my trailer reaction to the Mandalorian Season 3 trailer, so if you have not seen it, uh, make sure to check that out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So first of all, I just want to say that I consider to have a a good-sized comic collection. Like, it's not um, a huge library size, but um, I've built it up over the years, and I've poured my own money into it, and I've received some of them as gifts. So yeah, my Marvel collection is the biggest one. My DC one is mostly Batman-related because he's my favorite DC character. Um, I will be doing a top 10 DC stories in my collection at some point, so stay tuned for that. But um, for now, I've got my top 10 Marvel stories, so I'm going to get started. So number 10 I have is Marvels, and this is an anthology series um, written by... Kurt Busiek and illustrated by Alex Ross, which the art's incredible. It revolves around the perspective of a newsman named Phil Sheldon, and it takes place between 1939 and 1974. So Sheldon witnesses the rise of the Marvels, or superheroes, as they were coming into creation back when Marvel was publishing the original comics. So he lives in that universe. He's just a bystander that sees all these heroes emerging so he sees the rise of the original human torch he witnesses the rise of namor he sees the rise of captain america he knows of the invaders which was a team of heroes from the world war ii era um, go to fight hitler's army in world war ii he sees the rise of the fantastic four the avengers and the x-men as well as the discrimination of mutants and the rise of spider-man so after witnessing all of these events, he writes a book in the 70s about what he has seen. Overall, it's a very well-written story. Um, Kurt Busiek is a legend in the Marvel Comics industry. Um, it's an interesting take on the early days of Marvel's characters, and it's unique to Marvel's library. Um, it's very contained. Like, it doesn't have any connections to anything else. It's just an anthology series, but it's very well done. The art is, again, amazing because Alex Ross makes incredible art. If you haven't seen any of his art, I recommend checking it out. I'm sure you have at some point without realizing it, but Alex Ross illustrated the entire thing, so it looks amazing. Number nine, I have Avengers vs. X-Men. This was a big event for the Marvel Comics um, it revolves around a conflict with the Avengers and X-Men, obviously because they're fighting each other. But it starts off with Nova warning the Avengers of the Phoenix Force's arrival, which in the uh, Chris Claremont X-Men era, the Phoenix Force is what possessed uh, Jean Grey, who became Dark Phoenix in the uh, Dark Phoenix saga. Hope Summers, who is a descendant of Scott Summers, is the target of this Phoenix Force. And the Avengers want the X-Men hand Hope over to them so they can place her into protective custody and stop the Phoenix Force from causing any damage. Um, the X-Men don't like that. They want her to be with her own kind. And a war breaks out. There's many battles. And the Phoenix Force impacts many characters. I'm not going to spoil anything of what happens, but it gets very intense. So... It's a combination of two iconic teams that I love. It's a very interesting story. Um, it's very impactful in the Marvel Universe, and it has 
many iconic plot points. So yeah, that's Avengers vs. X-Men. It's very well done. And I know there's a companion to it, I'm pretty sure. I only have like the original Avengers vs. X-Men, so um, that's my number nine. Number eight, I have Moon Knight, which is the 2014-2015 run. And this series is further into Mark's career as Moon Knight. Um, his identity is known to the world. He has numerous outfits, some of which are very cool. Um, and he creates the persona Mr. Knight to deal with crime investigations. And we see Mr. Knight as the persona that Steven takes on in the Moon Knight Disney Plus show. I think that was a good way to differentiate between Mark and Steven in the show. Um, I'm interested to see what Jake's outfit is going to be if they do do it that way. But yeah, this run is very well done. It has crazy action and the art again is amazing. And it's an interesting take on the character. There's some interesting reveals um, about the character that I don't want to spoil, but um, it always amazes me when I read it. And it's very well done. And yeah, Moon Knight, the 2014-2015 run with Mr. Knight being introduced for the first time. So make sure to check that out. Number seven, I have Secret Wars, which is the 1984 to 85 series. Um, this series was created to sell toys and boost comic sales. It was basically the first ever Marvel Comics crossover event, and it combined multiple teams and characters into one singular story. Um, it spanned 12 issues, and it revolved around a being called the Beyonder creating a world called Battle World, and he sent various heroes and villains against their will um, who were forced to fight each other to the death in order to gain whatever they wanted. Uh, the Beyonder is, in some capacity, arguably, the most powerful being in the multiverse in the Marvel Comics universe, and he offered any of the winners to give them anything they wanted. So, the heroes that are included in this story are Captain America, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Hawkeye, Iron Man, She-Hulk, Thor, Wasp, Hulk, Human Torch, Mr. Fantastic, The Thing, and Spider-Woman, who is Julia Carpenter. Um, this is her first ever appearance, which was in Secret Wars number 6, and she was brought in as a villain. We also have Colossus, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Professor X, Rogue, Storm, Wolverine, Lockheed the Dragon, and technically Magneto, he disassociates with both the heroes and villains in it, so he's kind of off doing his own thing. And the reason I included Spider-Woman in this is because she also kind of disassociates with um, the heroes and villains, but she is there. She makes her first appearance in that. And the villains we have in it are Doctor Doom, who is the main villain. We have Kang the Conqueror, the Absorbing Man, Enchantress, Doctor Octopus, Claw, the Lizard, Molecule Man, The Wrecking Crew, Ultron, Titania, and Volcana, who are both created by Doctor Doom in the story. And Galactus is there too, but he disassociates with the villains. He's just basically hanging out there, but he does cause issues. So there are many twists in the series, many iconic uh, moments. I'm not going to spoil which ones, but I'm sure some of you may know an important one related to my favorite character. It's a very historic storyline in the Marvel Universe, with it being the first crossover event, combining all these teams and characters into one singular event. It introduced new characters, it introduced things that impact the future of certain characters, making drastic changes to the Marvel Universe going forward. 
the story is engaging despite being made just to sell toys and boost comic sales, but I see it as the foundation for what all of basically all the crossover events we've had since then um, have built off of even the movies like Infinity War and Endgame. I feel like Secret Wars was the foundation to push that all these characters can be in a singular story and share the amount of time together and have a great story. So Secret Wars is number seven for me. Number six, I have Civil War. Um, I actually recently read it for the first time after trying to for years. But yeah, finally read it. It's another major crossover event that has drastic impacts to the Marvel Universe. It had many solo stories within the event, and if they were to combine it all into one omnibus, it would be gigantic. Um, each character basically has their own like solo story within the event, and other characters too, I guess, that aren't really included in the story, that are kind of like behind the scenes with all of it happening, have their own stories too, so. There are many differences from the movie. Um, I am planning on making an episode at some point comparing the two, um, but the story revolves around a disaster that makes the world question the power superheroes hold and they wish for change. And Iron Man sees this and implements the Superhuman Registration Act, which is the equivalent to the Sokovia Accords in the movie. But anyone that is deemed a superhero must register in order to not be considered a fugitive. Um, and Captain America opposes this idea and believes all the heroes deserve to be a part of the cause, which is to stop evil, inspire others, and characters choose their sides, and then chaos ensues. So I'm not going to spoil what happens. There might be a minor slash major, depending on how you want to view it, spoiler later on in this episode. It's related to another story that I really like, so that's a reason why, but the story is very intense. It's interesting to read after watching the movie. It has a vast roster of characters that weren't included at all in the movie, obviously due to character rights for the movies, but I'm curious to see like what my reaction would have been had I read the book before watching the movie. I know I probably would have been disappointed that like characters like Wolverine or Mr. Fantastic or Daredevil or Iron Fist and all of them wouldn't be included in the movie because of uh, where the MCU was at at the time, but I think I prefer reading it after watching the movie because the movie's one of my favorite MCU movies and I feel like if I had read the book before it wouldn't be as high as I have it now, so. Civil War is very iconic, very well written, again like all the others, and it leads into another one of my favorite stories that I will be mentioning later, so. Civil War, number six. Number five, I have Annihilation, and this is a cosmic Marvel event. I personally view it as a storyline that the MCU should adapt at the very end of their run. The title proves why it should be, but it's basically the end of all that is in the Marvel Universe. So the event is split into various formats. It again has the solo stories within the event, and there's also the culminating event. The main characters are Nova, Silver Surfer, Drax the Destroyer, Super Skrull, Thanos, and Ronan the Accuser, and the villain is Annihilus. He's been around for a very long time. He's been a villain for the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, and in this he's basically just the villain for the entire cosmic side of the Marvel Universe. So I can't wait to see Annihilus adapted into the MCU. Uh, for some reason, 
when I read the series. Michael Shannon's voice was the voice in my head when I was reading his lines. And after this, like, I believe he would be a perfect actor for the role when they bring him into the MCU. He's just got that that voice like like General Zod had in Man of Steel when he played him. Like, I feel like Annihilus would have that very dark and menacing kind of tone that General Zod had. In the darkest situations, he remains confident and he remains um, stable. So I feel like Michael Shannon would be a perfect actor for that role. Again, getting back into the comic side. The story revolves around Annihilus launching the Annihilation Wave, and he escapes the negative zone. Um, the Annihilation Wave just basically wipes out anything in its path. He's destroying anything in the universe, basically. And Richard Rider becomes Nova Prime in this. Um, Richard Rider is the first Nova, basically. My personal favorite Nova. He's also my personal favorite character from the entire series. He's a badass in it, and it's basically him at the front of this team that's put together to fight Annihilus. So um, the story is very impactful on the cosmic side of the Marvel Universe. Uh, all the characters have to come together to stop him. And Nova's storyline is written very well. His solo side of the story was written by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, who wrote the Guardians of the Galaxy series from 1992, which I also own. Um, it's very well done. Also, if you want to check that out. Um, I was very surprised by how good this series was. Like, I had gone into a bookstore looking for another comic to get, and I saw Annihilation. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll give this a try, and it ended up being very, very good. It's very rereadable, like, you could reread it anytime. I have the two trade paperback complete collections uh, volumes. Um, I don't have the omnibus, but it's a very complete story, very well written. The art, again, is very good. And yeah, so Annihilation, number five. Number four, I have Infinity Gauntlet. And this is another Marvel crossover event. It has major impacts on the Marvel Universe. It just happens that in this list I have many events that drastically change the Marvel Universe, but um, back to it. So the series is written by Jim Starlin, who is a legend in the Marvel Comics Universe, primarily writing cosmic stories. It features basically the entire Marvel Universe. The story revolves around Thanos' use of the Infinity Gauntlet. I won't spoil anything, but it gets crazy real fast. Obviously, if you've seen Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, you kind of have an idea of what it will be about and what plays out in it. The comic's very different though, it has much more characters. But essentially, Adam Warlock assembles the heroes and they go to fight Thanos. Other cosmic beings are involved and the story leads into Infinity War, which is another one of my favorites and was one of the first collected editions I was given. It was basically one of the first ones I had at the start of my collection, so I'm grateful for that. It kind of, I read that and then I thought, yeah, I should read Infinity Gauntlet and I did, it was amazing. Uh, the story's very iconic. It's engaging and well illustrated. It's illustrated by George Perez, um, who is sadly not with us anymore, but he was an amazing artist and the story is very rereadable again like Annihilation so Infinity Gauntlet will always remain one of my favorites it's very iconic and it actually is very fast-paced too what happens in it so if you're looking for a fast-paced um, iconic story then I 
highly recommend Infinity Gauntlet. Number three, I have Daredevil Born Again. Uh, Daredevil is one of my favorite Marvel characters. The storyline was loosely adapted in season three of Daredevil, which was on Netflix, now on Disney+. It was written by Frank Miller, who wrote The Dark Knight Returns and 300 in Sin City. By the way, Frank Miller's take on Daredevil was very well done. Um, I have also The Man Without Fear, which was his retelling of the origin. But yeah, Frank Miller, Daredevil, very well done. Um, the story is basically Karen Page, who we see in the Daredevil show, uh, reveals the identity of Daredevil for a shot of heroin. Yeah, that's how far she would go to get a shot of heroin because she's gone through a lot. She is not in the best phase of her life. So she reveals that information to get heroin and that info then reaches Kingpin who heavily acts on dismantling Matt's entire life. Daredevil ends up being brutally beaten by Kingpin and is believed to be dead by the criminal underworld. So obviously he's not, but Matt is nursed back to health by sister Maggie, who we see in also season three of Daredevil. And once he's back and healthy, he leaves for revenge. And I'm not going to say anything else, but it's a very iconic solo story in the Marvel Universe. It's some of Frank Miller's best work. And I personally consider it to be one of the best stories ever. It was kind of out of the blue how this came to be. Like, they weren't really like building up to it at all. It just happened and people thought it was shocking and very well done. So I'm glad I have it. Again, Daredevil Born Again is one of the best stories I've ever read. So make sure to check that out if you haven't already. Number two, I have Secret Invasion. This was the very first omnibus I ever owned. Um, it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, who is the writer of New Avengers and Ultimate Spider-Man. He created Miles Morales. This event has a huge impact on the future of the Marvel Universe. The entire universe is included. It's the largest ensemble I've ever read. Um, and it's basically the fallout of the Kree-Skrull War. And Princess Varanki of the Skrulls, she wishes to find a new home because the inevitable destruction of their homeworld is imminent. Um, it was prophesized in their ancient texts that Galactus will destroy their planet. The iconic quote as it was written originates from the storyline. It's consistently used throughout the series. And the Skrulls basically just infiltrate Earth. All the heroes are compromised. You can't trust anyone. And there's massive fallout. So it's my personal favorite event story. The art is great and the story is very well written. Brian Michael Bendis is again... Much like all the others, he's a legend in the Marvel Comics universe. I need to reread it before the show comes out. I haven't read it for a while, but it's it's a pretty big book. So, Secret Invasion, again, amazing. And that's number two. Number one, Captain America, The Death of Captain America. And I know this is kind of a spoiler, but I don't care. This is my number one story. You chose to listen or watch this, so that's up to you. The story was written by Ed Brubaker, who is known for his Captain America stories. He also created the Winter Soldier character. Um, this story takes place directly after Civil War, basically like the next page after it ends is where it picks up. The title, again, gives away what happens. Steve Rogers is dead. The main characters are Falcon, Winter Soldier, Sharon Carter, Black Widow, and Tony Stark. And the villains, we have Red Skull, Crossbones, The Serpent Society, Sin, Arnim Zola, 
and Dr. Faustus. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything that happens, um, but it's so incredibly done. And I know the title kind of gives away what happens. I'm not going to say when it happens, but this is the best Marvel story I've ever read. Brubaker brought a whole new side to the Captain America character. The art is amazing, and I'll always hold it in high regard. I haven't reread it in a long time, but I feel like I will at some point soon. But yeah, this is another one that I just randomly got one time, like I saw it and I was like, this cover looks really cool. And it is an iconic cover too. Um, but I was like, yeah, I want to I wanna see what this is like because this was like the first death of book I had too. So I was very interested to see what it was like and it was amazing. So I highly recommend getting any of these. Um, they're fairly reasonably priced, but yeah try to get them if you can. I know the Secret Invasion Omnibus is pretty difficult to get now. I think it's out of print, um, but all the others should be fairly easy to find. The Moon Knight 2014-2015 run you might need to get online somehow, like downloadable or you just have to get the single issue run for the entire thing, but yeah, make sure to try those out if you haven't already. Some stories I'm working on reading right now are Avengers Forever, um, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Moon Knight Bad Moon Rising, um, The Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus Volume 2, Immortal Iron Fist and Daredevil by Chip Zarsky. Um, so I will be reviewing those at some point, but yeah, that's my top 10 Marvel stories in my collection. It is growing slowly, but for now, that is my top 10. The top three have a high chance of staying the same. The rest may shift around depending on uh, what happens after I finish reading those other ones, but yeah, so that's my top 10. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel Thwip Media to watch the podcast if you haven't already. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Thwip underscore media for uh, news updates or just content updates. The next episode I plan on releasing is my review of The Last of Us episode 1 and 2, um, so stay tuned for that. And make sure to listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you're able to find these comics at some point um, if you haven't read them already. Even if you have read them before, just reread them again. They're very well done. Um, it's a good escape. So make sure to check those out again if you haven't already or check them out for the first time. So thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and I'll see you all next time.